Advice from a dipshit Advice from a dipshit Advice from a dipshit It's Advice from a dipshit With Matt Bronger Hello this is Advice from a Dipshit with Matt Bronger. With me, as always, is uh, the amazing Amanda. Thanks, everybody, for uh, for calling in and for supporting the show. Um, I'm trying to make it different so it's not me just saying that same thing every time, but it's like, how else do you lead in? You know, do you just go like, ah, I just took a dump so big, the pain in my back is gone. What? Why did you start with that? Which isn't a true thing, but it's just, <laughs> I like saying just weird-ass stuff. Um it's not necessarily just about my ass. But uh, again, thanks for uh, supporting. We got uh, got a couple uh, couple patrons on the old Patreon. Thank you guys. Uh, thank you to our, our our people that are that are on there. I think it's 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 slow moving, but I appreciate the people that are on there and I'm I'm, sh- I'm sure we'll get some more. Uh, just trying to keep the podcast going and to give Amanda some money for her efforts because without her, it'd just be me sitting in this office by myself talking to a wall uh, uh, or, or you know, probably would still be the old incarnation of the podcast, which was great and fun, but Christ was it loose. And so many times I did not feel any kind of inspiration. I did not want to drive to that network studio that I used to record from and just, you know, uh, talk about whatever. It, it's just, it's too much. You got to have something to hang it on. And with this, it's, there's a fun thing. There's a, there's a communication while at the same time, you know, since we are talking advice and talking about like, you know, uh, hopefully hilariously helping people if we can, uh, it's there. It, you don't have to worry if you call in because it's not going to be uh, me or Amanda you're talking to it's, or not or Dr. Phil or whoever sitting there judging you. You can say anything you want into uh, the black box recorder and then it's done and no one will ever know your name or your face or, you know, I, I, <laughs> I am not out to dox anyone here. Uh, so anyway, thanks everybody for taking the journey uh, with us and um, uh, let's make it fun. Okay, let's hear that first call there. Hey, Matt, this is Kara. I'm actually calling in because my husband and I just moved into this super cute, um, intimate little neighborhood um, here in Los Angeles. And um, I'm shy, so getting to know neighbors has been a little difficult um, and have an idea to plan uh, a good old block party just to get, you know, neighbors out, meet the kids, meet the pets you know, dogs specifically because I love them, Um, but just to do a fun get-together on a Sunday for, you know, four or five hours and wanted to get your advice on where do I start? I have no idea where to start. Um, Do I email people? I mean, do I call people? Do I email people? Do I, you know, send out a flyer? Do I post flyers around the neighborhood? I just have no no idea where to start. Um, So I'd love your advice. Thanks, Matt. Hey, Kara. Uh, thanks for um, calling in. And yeah, that is a tough one. It's a tough one when you move to a new na- neighborhood to find out the um, the the ups and downs of uh, what's acceptable, what people will feel okay with. Uh, but I would err on the side of um, going for it. I think that's a real cool thing that you want to get everyone together. I live in a cul-de-sac and um, everyone kind of watches over each other's houses and things. And there is a... a a, a wonderful uh, older gal named Hillary who lives next door to us. Not that one, everyone. 
Uh, but uh, she is always working on her yard, and when we were renovating her house, she would be like, hey, do you want a ladder or a, a sawzall or a table saw or a crowbar? Like she, she ha- It's like a true value of hardware inside her house, I think. She has like everything. And I think I still, yeah, I can see her ladder through the window of my office right now leaning against the fence that I got to return. Long story long, Hillary is kind of the neighborhood uh, matriarch in a sense. So what I would do, I would suggest, is you find the person who knows everybody, who knows what's going down, who's home a lot, if they are, and talk to that person first and go, hey, what are your thoughts on this? And so one, one way you can find out, uh, or one thing you can find out is, is will people be into that? Do you have a lot of uh, xenophobic neighbors who don't want to be around people? Um, but look, if you can't find that person, then I would just go ahead and go door to door. Come say hi, introduce yourself. Maybe bring cupcakes or something and go, hey, I had an idea. I would love to do like a block party with dogs. Long as The way you're, you're selling it to me is this is a very much a community thing, which is great. You're not like, I'm going to block off the street. I'm going to hire this Arcade Fire cover band and we're going to get fucking wrecked, you guys. I'm talking fucking zippets. We're going to snort thumb-sized rails. Uh, we're we're, we're going to fire up some joints. Fuck yeah. What are you guys, pussies? Like, don't do that, Kara. Um, but it, it sounds like you really want, like, you know, like, like uh, uh, what do you call it? Spoon race? All that jazz? Uh, spoon races? Slap fights? No. Uh, what? That's not a carnival thing. Um, no, uh, I, and I, I think it's, you, you, you got your head on straight in terms of uh, the best way to be because, I was very reticent to meet my neighbors when I moved here because I'm just I'm kind of used to everyone kind of minding their own business and it kind of cocoons you, which is comfortable, but it's not necessarily healthy. And it's good to have people that you live near that you can count on, that you say hi to. And the first couple of weeks, I was a little bit like, "Ugh, hey, I want to talk," you know, because I'm kind of a baby that way. But it kind of gets you out of your shell, and it makes uh, it, it makes it makes life better to have a community. Uh, <laughs> with the exception of the of the psycho neighbor I have that I share a fence with, you've heard the story from the last episode. But um, I'll I'll crack that one too. You know, sometimes someday I'll come over there like a, just a friggin' fifth of Jack and an eight ball, and be like, "Let's hash this out." I know you like drinking. I know you like cocaine. <laughs> I know you like cocaine, and I won't do any. But she can do some, long as her kids have a sitter. Jesus Christ. Um, but yeah, so I, I, my advice to you is find the neighborhood patriarch, matriarch, whatnot, you know, the couple that have lived there the longest, and then just go hit them up. And if there isn't someone like that, hit up a couple people that have seemed like the friendliest. You know, don't go knock on the old withered house on the hill where there's a guy in the window staring down and, uh, you know, sipping on a, yeah, cold cup of gruel. Uh, and sharpening a knife. Don't go to that guy's house, but go to all the friendly people's houses and see if they'd be into it. Because I don't think people would be against it. I, I used to live on this tiny, tiny, tiny street, and my neighbor would throw a children's party where he would, like, f- have an inflatable castle in his driveway. His driveway was probably, like, four feet by four feet wide, and he would cover it with an inflatable castle and back up the entire street. And I could never find parking, but I found it hilarious that Felix... My landlord and uh, neighbor would just be like, ah, fuck them. Yeah, these people can't get home, but, I mean, these kids, they want to throw water balloons at each other. What am I supposed to do? And, and he'd have, like, a taco truck. It was fantastic. 
Uh, so I'm, I'm definitely in favor of, of, of all block parties. Uh, and thanks again for calling in. Yeah, she's great. Hi, Matt. Uh, my name is Zach. I am a super tall guy to the point people ask me my height or they ask me my name often. And uh, I got a lot of hip and back pain issues. Uh, I have trouble sitting in chairs without fidgeting around, and I'm always stretching and trying to get comfortable in a world that's too small for me. Wondering if you have some advice on how to navigate that for the rest of my life. Thank you so much. <laughs> so severe. Hi, I'm doomed. Uh, thanks for calling, Zach. Uh, I'm I'm also very tall. I'm probably not as tall as you are. I'm six four, so I'm right around that right around that height where it's like, oh, you're really tall, but not like Jesus. I don't think you're at that, but like. Um, uh, Bo Burnham, whoops, dropped a name. Uh, anytime I've performed with him or seen him, it strikes me how very tall he is. And he's, he, you sound like that person who is not, uh, necessarily, uh, the star center for the basketball team or anything like that. You're just a normal guy who happens to be very tall. And that's a little annoying because you definitely stand out. You get a lot of looks and I, the hip and back thing, man, I am with you all the way. I get it. Um, you know, I, I'm just a tender young boy of 44, so I, uh, don't, <laughs> I don't really have those pains. No, you know what it's been for me and it's one of the hardest things for me to include my schedule because I don't like it and I don't, it forces me to be patient and it's real work is yoga. Yoga is the, the, the thing that stretches you out and strengthens those muscles that stretch and it gets uh, all the spots. It gets your hips, it gets your back. And the thing you're not even, you don't realize that I didn't realize it's like, I remember once getting a massage and I'm just like, I wish this lady would, would stop working on my legs because it's my back. And I, I was like, Hey, can you go to the back? And she's like, this will help your back. And you're like, Oh, like all your muscles are connected. And so it might be tension in your ankles that's causing your back pain. You don't know. But with yoga, that kind of thing can 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 be stretched out. So what I would suggest to you is once a week, go to a yoga class. Just start with once a week. It's a real son of a bitch, but I've never been in a yoga class where, where someone's like, you suck. You know, that's what everyone worries about going to these classes. Is if someone's going to look at you and judge you. The thing is, it's, it's, it's a little, <laughs> this is a weird uh, uh, analogy, but it's a little bit like going to, uh, you know, Alcoholics Anonymous or any of those meetings where you can go in there and just as long as you're trying, they're like, hey, but you're here. And that's what matters. And that's a uh, whole other thing. But in terms of you going, I mean, it's all about getting help. So like going into a yoga class, people are just like, oh yeah, yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a guy here who can wrap his legs around his head five times, but you're not that guy and no one cares. No one cares. I would, I would, I would avoid hot yoga. Hot yoga, it, it, you, you can kind of slip your, your joints out of whack very easily uh, because you can relax and also get stiff in certain areas, blah, blah, blah. And so I haven't felt as safe. I have very long legs. And when you're doing certain poses, it's like, oh, I don't want my, you know, I don't want to hurt myself. So just go to regular yoga, go to like beginning yoga. And also um, I have made a practice of trying to stretch when I get up and stretch before I go to bed. And I do that probably as often as I used to floss in high school, which is never. And so I'm trying to make myself do it. But it's, 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 it's one of those things that your body never stops getting tense and it's going to get worse as you get older. Trust me. There are still those days I wake up and I'm just like, who the fuck punched me in my spine? Um, but it's just all, it's just about stretching. And, uh, and honestly, 
you know, make space for yourself. I mean, if, if there's if there's someone not giving you enough room and you're sitting next to you, hey, can you scoot over? Stand up for yourself a little bit. There's there's a there's a tendency for us uh, monsters to feel like, oh, I can't say anything or I'll, I'm a monster. But it's like as long as you're polite. And I'm not saying do that thing you know you've wanted to do and I know I've wanted to do where you walk through the first class section of a plane and there's a kid there and you're like, get the fuck up and get in the overhead compartment. Whose kid is this? Really? You need that leg room? Oh, what's she having free drinks? Get your fucking kid. So you can't do that. You want to. You really want to. But, um, <laughs> you know, you can't even be like, hey, no, it's, I'm just being an asshole to this rich prick and their kid. You, no one's going to, you're going to get kicked off the plane. Um, but just, just uh, you know, stick up for yourself in terms of the space you need. Um, <laughs> hopefully that helps. Thanks for calling, Zach. All right. I mean, how many times? I don't even talk. Have you, you see, like, the little kid in first class? That doesn't appreciate like, it. Doesn't doing? appreciate <laughs> it. I'm sorry, that was too yeah. real. No. I, like, got, like, warm in the face. Uh, that was so <laughs> real. That was so real. <laughs> that was good. Thanks. Ooh. Okay. Ooh, okay. Okay. Hey, Matt. What's up? Um, I have somewhat of a business question for you, but it'll, it'll be great to get your take on this. So I do music. And I work with a lot of jingle commercial agencies, advertising agencies, and I'm having a real struggle being able to be paid on time. They always claim they have this bullshit process of taking a month or two months to go through their POs and invoices and blah, blah, blah. But then when I deliver stuff, they need it in 24 hours or 48 hours, but then take two months to pay. Mm. And it's been a struggle trying to get them to bend and figure out a way to be paid faster, I guess. What would be your advice on this? Uh, I'd love to get your insights on this. Thank you. Hey, uh, thanks for calling, man. That's a tough one. I have a friend that writes jingles, uh, is a musician, plays in a couple bands, and he, he does that thing where, you know, I know places like ESPN or whatnot will be like, we need a sting, we need a, um, uh, a sting, for those of you who don't know, is like, you know, dun, 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 like a quick thing. Um, and uh, or 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 a, a jingle or whatever, and so he'll have to put together between five to ten different melodies, completely uh, finished and ready to play. And then they pick one, and then you get notified, and then you wait and you wait and you wait and you wait and you wait for your check. Um, so I I, I I'm not operating from a any position of expertise, but I know when I've had problems with a place that they owe me a check for um, uh, a script I wrote or uh, an appearance I made or whatnot and they're dragging their feet. One one way to, to address it is to, you know, email your contact and go, hey, business affairs, uh, can you get a hold of, can you get a hold of business affairs? They don't, uh, they, they, they haven't sent me a check and it's been two months. Um, as soon as I get that processed, I can start work on the new blah, blah, blah. You know, uh, not that you had to do it when you're only in demand, but it helps. But by saying business affairs, they might only have a business affairs department. But in my business, most production companies do uh, and that they can always slough it off to them and be like, ah, those jokers down at business affairs. When this dude knows good and well, he's the guy that needs to fucking sign that check for you. But he can hide behind that. And that, that gives you a level of removal. So when you email them and you're like, hey, uh, can you get a hold of Business Affairs? I'm still waiting on that check, and it's been two months, guys. 
uh, then they then they can go. Oh shit! Yeah, I'll 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 get a hold of them right now. Uh, and it's not it's not you jeopardizing your relationship with this person who, quite frankly, is jeopardizing their relationship with you. Let's be honest. But you know, just like all these things, you've got to tread lightly because you know they're paying you. Um, but that's not you going. Hey, Dick, where's my check? Hey, you, Steve. You know, whoever the person in, in charge is, you can say, hey, can you contact business affairs and um, and and stay on it. It's your money. Stay on it. Uh, I have uh, had many, many conversations with my wife where she's been like, hey, did blah, 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 get back to you? And I was like, no, I emailed him like a month ago. And she'll go, did you email him again? Did you call him? And I'm like, no. And it's this thing of just like, you have to remind people. People forget. People forget that uh, they have an email to respond to. They have a call to return. Everyone forgets. If you stay on it, I'm not saying email three times a day, but if you emailed them and it's been a week, email them again or call them and go, hey, did you get that? Just uh, following up. And then they're, oh, oh, shit, shit, shit. You know, you, you'd be surprised how often people have, you know, 100 emails a day and they just stuff falls through the cracks. So just stay on it because it's your money. But um, it's tough and, and good luck and, and hang in there, man. Hey, Matt, it's Evan in Colorado. Love your stuff. So, I got a long-time girlfriend whose younger sisters treat her like shit. Their parents died a few years back, and she tried her best to take care of them, but one of them ended up having to go into foster care. Everybody involved is an adult now, but she doesn't really want to have a relationship with them anymore, and that makes her feel like shit. She's guilty. She's a good person. She cares about people. But I think it's legit. I think if people are awful to you consistently, you shouldn't have to associate with them. Or at least not until they can learn to respect you. What do you think, Matt? Love to hear it. Love you, buddy. Thanks. Bye. Thanks, man. Love you and your, your deep, hickory, calming voice. I love, I, I'm a big fan of you, and I imagine you have a pack mule in Clem. I... God, how great was this guy's voice? Oh, yeah. His voice is perfect. Oh, it's like a, by a campfire teaching you lessons about life. And like cowboy coffee. That guy, should, yeah, that guy should have my job. Um, <laughs> no, I, look, man, I could not be more on board with 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 the exact way you're feeling because this is obviously someone you have genuine love and care for, and you see it for what it is. You see it uh, without any kind of uh, sentimentality or, or attachment. I, I, I think people who have not been through that sort of thing. Uh, would be apt to be like, no, family is forever and family is all you have. But, I mean, shit, man, I feel like family can unfamily itself. Absolutely. And, and I, look, um, uh, I, I know people who's uh, – I know someone who's – her father doesn't talk to any of his siblings and hasn't for years because they were so awful to him. And he does not have an empty life. He has, you know, two grown kids with families and um, – you know he's he's fine with it. Uh, if if she's done nothing but give, and it sounds like um, you know you're a straight shooter there in the in the mountains of Colorado, just living off the land and and <laughs> using every part of the buffalo. Uh, <laughs> I can't resist. His voice is so great and pioneerish. Um, that that you 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 see it for what it is. That she's given everything and they've just been nothing but terrible. And the thing is, we often forget. There is a comfort in, 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 uh, I don't want to say being mean to someone, but holding something over someone else that 
that you'll never let go of in terms of, uh, oh, you made a mistake when you're younger or whatever. It sounds like she's reached out. It sounds like she's tried to keep the family together. But it's like after a while, you, you, you can only knock on the door until your knuckles are bloody and then you just leave and you go to another door. And you sound like that other door. You sound like the, a better person for her to be family with. And uh, I, I, I am definitely... Uh, you know, pro do the most with your life you can in the short time we have left and anti, oh, uh, just, just keep trying to, uh, keep a relationship together when the other person just keeps punching you in the mouth. It, it's just, it's, 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 t- and it's so hard. It's look, it's, it's, let's be honest. It's really easy for you and for me to go, eh, fuck them, you know, but this is her family. I can't imagine how hard that is. You know, my, um, uh, my parents only had one kid, so I, I don't know what, what it, I have people who were as close to me as any sibling, I believe could be. Um, but I've never had that thing that a lot of my friends have had with a relative that is consistently awful when they've tried to, you know, do good. I mean, I'm, I'm sure your gal is, is, is no saint, just like the rest of us. She's made mistakes, but the fact that she's feeling that level of guilt to the point where you're seeing it and it's hurting your feelings she must be in a, a, a real kind of hell, and I wish she would get out of it. I wish she would kind of go. I, I don't know. I I, I, I don't want to really give absolute. You should do this advice because there really isn't any kind of rule book. Um, but you know, I mean, if if she wants to make a final stand and just tell them, look, I've tried and I've tried, but it's. I, I hope you have good lives, goodbye or whatever. I think that's fine. I think that's fine because it's just you know. I mean, you know, when, when, when you brush the snow off your mustache after living in the woods for a solid two months and, uh, you know, the furs that you've worn from the various animals you've killed with your buck knife have gone, have gone a little loose and you've lost some weight. And all you want is to, is to hold your lady once again and show her all the pelts from the animals you've trapped and killed and uh, turned into jerky. Um, you know, she's always there. And I, I, and I think your gal's shitty sisters would take that for granted. They'd be like, these pelts smell. They smell like blood. And you're like, how are you going to keep warm? And they're like, we can't have a pelt. You understand? They'd still want all the shit you trapped in. <laughs> this is exactly the image of the person I'm picturing. Absolutely. <laughs> Full on Grizzly Adams. Oh, my God. Yeah. I was like, this guy has the best and thickest mustache. Oh, absolutely. And how to, like, sharpen a knife on anything. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 He just wants to love his woman. That's all. He wants to do do right by her. Right? And make and wants her to do right by herself. So yeah. thanks for calling in, Grizzly. Appreciate it. Hey Matt. Um my name is Johnny. I'm from Indiana. Uh, I didn't really plan out how I'm gonna talk to you about this, but uh I'm being offered an opportunity to help run a bar in Michigan. And moving up there would mean kind of dropping everything that I have at home to hope for some sort of success in co-owning a bar. Um, it's a really good opportunity if it works out. I'd make a great load of money, and I'd be a little bit happier, but the biggest thing is my friends are really important to me, too, in my life, and I'm afraid of just dropping all that, too. I was wondering if uh, you could just give me some pros and cons in your opinion and uh, maybe see if... I can make a better decision based off of what you said. I am working here in Indiana, though. Um, 
kind of a dead end job. I am a little bit of debt because of it, but I'm pulling myself out and we're with a new company that's treating me better. But the thing is, I don't have any insurance under them either. So I'd have a lot better opportunities up there. But I, yeah. Thanks. Love your comedy. Um, you've actually brightened my days and some pretty dark ones. And, uh, yeah. Thank you. Well, thanks, man. Thanks, Johnny. Thanks for calling in. Um, hello to you in the great Midwest. Uh, and by the way, what he said for everyone li- listening, like I didn't know exactly what I was going to say. This it doesn't matter. Don't please don't overthink your shit and go. Uh, I said that wrong. Blah blah blah. I've had a couple people. We've had a couple people leave like five, six messages where they're just like, got to start over. And it's like it's so just get it out. It's fine. Uh, anonymity here. I would say if it looks like uh, a good thing and I, it sounds like you have a good feeling about it, go for it. Because your friends in Indiana are going to be happy for you that you've got this thing that you're moving forward on. You sound miserable in your regular job and I'm always pro-expand the empire. I've had friends all over the place and Indiana's not that far from Michigan, man. Uh, your friends can visit. You can visit your friends. So... If this is, listen, bars are tough. Uh, the service industry is a tough business to get started in. But if you've done your uh, business model and, and ran the the probables and it looks good, then go for it. You know, don't uh, start a place called, you know, Celtic McIrish's if it's right next door to a couple other Irish bars. But, you know, other than that, you know what I'm saying? If, you, if it looks like, all right, this bar will kill it in its location. This is exactly what this community needs. This is what people are are out for in this in this area if they want to have a couple. Great. You know? Um, but it, it's, I don't know. Look, man, it sounds like you want to do this. And if it looks like a good thing and it, and it feels like a good thing, then then go for it. Uh, the the biggest mistake you can make in life is not going, is not trying. You know, it's it. We we tend to convince ourselves or talk ourselves out of things like this, and it sounds like this is something you'd like to do. And the only thing holding you back is is your friends in Indiana. And I bet if you'd asked them, they would go, "Hey, man, I think you should go for it." And I think I should live in your basement. Uh, maybe you shouldn't ask them. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man, my my advice is if it looks like a good thing, go for it. If you don't. Uh, no, if you're not sure and you just wish it's a good thing, got to be honest with yourself about that. Make sure it's something that it looks like this is going to be the right move. Move because you don't you're in debt now. You don't want to get in get underwater with uh, a bar and the cost of that. So anyway, uh, best to you, man. And uh, it's pretty funny how um, when you're like, thank you for saying that I got you through. You know. Uh, some ups and downs, but it, it almost sounded like you said I caused you some dark days, which kind of made me <laughs> what a crazy. Hey, by the way, you, you bummed me out several times. Um, just want to let you know. Like, thanks, Johnny. Um, I love your but yeah, <laughs> but it makes me sad. Why? Can't get into it. Um, so thanks for uh, listening. The phone number to call if you want to be uh, uh, part of this, the dipshittery and the and the, the magical voyage to Dipshit Island. The number is 323-763-0228. That's 323-763-0228. Uh, we are on Patreon, Patreon. Uh, it's at advice from a dipshit, at advice from a dipshit. Join up. Be a sponsor. Uh, help us uh, pay the bills for this thing. And uh, social media is uh, at advice 
from a dipshit on Facebook and at dipshit advice on Twitter. Uh, thanks guys. And, uh, try to make, do the right thing, but at the same time, don't kick your own ass too much. All of you are dipshits. Thanks. Guys. <laughs> oh, shout out to the guy who does the theme song. Oh yeah. And Ben Wise, shout out to Ben yeah. Wise for doing our, 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 our lovely theme song that hopefully gets stuck in your head. Like the old one did. Advice from a dipshit. Advice from a dipshit. Advice from a 